0: Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul crushing job.
1: Welcome to another episode (laughs) of When Can I Quit My Job? My name is Noah. Oh what!
0: Oh, good one.
1: Thanks. As improv.
0: As are most of these episodes.
1: Yeah, totally improv. Uh, what's your name?
0: My name is Liz. My
1: name is Elizabeth. Noah. Elizabeth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but which actually, it's funny. Funny little <clears throat> story. People mm-hmm. totally get thrown off when they see that spelled out somewhere, like. Like at work or something. Mm -hmm. If I have, or like on Facebook, my name is Elizabeth. Yeah. And people will be like, it's like they forget that Liz is short for Elizabeth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, this has happened multiple times. Like, I wouldn't (laughs) even be bringing this up unless it happened more than five times in my life. These people, they're like, oh my gosh, I just wasn't thinking about it. And like...
1: That yeah, is,
0: isn't that weird?
1: Yeah. Yeah, people. People totally, are so stupid. It's like right. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. No, but like that's Idiots. happened on multiple occasions. Like more. Like I'm always so shocked. Like because I feel like I'm always like if someone's name is short for something, like uh-huh. I know it immediately, or I'm assuming yeah. it. Like
1: right. There's. I mean, there's like weird ones that are a little mm-hmm. different. Like. Like Hank and Henry or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I never thought the name was Henry. But like Elizabeth yeah. and Liz is. Yeah. Like, that's I like. I do
0: have one friend, Jesse. Uh-huh. That is her full name. It is not short for Jessica. Huh. That is her given birth name.
1: Well, yeah. Well, there's also the dude's name, Jesse. That's just Jesse. Yeah. I mean, I had.
0: Right. That too. Friends
1: yeah. that were Jesse J-E-S-S-E. Mm-hmm. Oh, not I. E. No, J. E. S. S. E. That's the dude's version of it. I think. Oh, yeah.
0: Huh. Anyway, but yeah, that's my name. Wow. It's Elizabeth, but. I do you go want by Liz. to? I
1: feel like anytime we go into a deep discussion about your name, we have to go into the weird thing with your family. Oh. <laughs> Come on, your family doesn't listen to this. It's fine.
0: <sighs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Do you well, want me to sure. say it or no. do you want to say it? I'll, I'll say it. Okay. Have we not said this on the podcast I don't think we have. I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm one of six kids. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, and I have one brother. Okay. Four sisters.
1: What's your brother's first and middle name?
0: Daniel Jonathan. Okay, what's your
1: oldest sister's first and middle name?
0: Anne Elizabeth.
1: (laughs) What's your next oldest sister's first and middle name?
0: Rachel Elizabeth. <laughs>
1: what's your next youngest sister's first and middle name?
0: Stephanie Elizabeth, and, obviously. And
1: what's your youngest sister's first and middle name?
0: Kirsten Elizabeth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we should just leave it at that. Oh
0: man! And yeah, and then I'm in the middle, and my name's uh, my first name is Elizabeth, so mm-hmm. Elizabeth Rose. Oh,
1: it's not Liz.
0: No, no it's elizabeth <laughs> whoa
1: <laughs> mind blown
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah. so mm-hmm. there's that yep i don't even i have no explanation guys Th- my mom like always a- just says she liked the name <laughs> I think there's no real good one. Like, yo, know, I don't even know.
1: She always liked the name second best until one day,
0: <laughs> and then it went back to second best. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like I'm the youngest; I'm in the middle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the, that's the weirdest part is that it kept going after you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like that it is seemed the like like
1: once you were born, it was like finally I got it in there, but nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, anyway, nice little intro yeah. to the psychology of my parents. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a crucial part of the show. So I wanted to talk about, oh, today, and we're leaving our um, our sliding door open, so if you hear cars in the background, that's just added atmosphere. You're welcome. Yep. It's like you're right here in the living room with us. It's great. Sitting right between us on our yellow couch. Touching both of our legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so So I think today what I want to do, what would be beneficial to ourselves looking back and to everybody uh, who is looking to go through this process is to take a snapshot of where we are and where we started and just like an overall view. And I know we do this sometimes sometimes. And I think it's crucial to do because that's really the point of this show. While we like to, you know, give mindset talks and like different perspectives on different things, like it's also important to kind of look back on the whole of everything, see where we are, see where we've, how far we've come, what, how our strategies have changed and that kind of thing. So I kind of want to do like an overall where we are in our journey to financial freedom. And just kind of talk about that in general. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. okay. So So we have two starting points to consider. There, There's our initial, in my mind, there's two. It's one, November of 2017, when we started sending offers to landowners, which was basically the beginning of our land business. And the second starting point would be when we started this podcast and started to kind of record where we were with everything. So, I don't know which which I guess would chronological make more sense.
0: Yes. Let's do that.
1: Okay. So, we started mailing offers to landowners in November of 2017 and um I think we had we purchased our first property was a joint venture with somebody that we met in Orlando at our first Land Geek conference, uh, whose name is Alan, who we've had on the show before. And if uh, you didn't hear that episode, I highly suggest it. And that property was in North Carolina. And unfortunately, we still have that property. Yep. <laughs> okay. it, it was tied up in Being a contract... Honest yeah it was tied up in a contract with someone who was supposed to buy it for like two years it was a big headache and I, and the dude lowballed us anyway so we backed out of it and now we're selling it for more and blah 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 whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i but think
0: we've sold it bought and sold a lot since then but yeah correct
1: yeah i think our first property that we ended up buying i believe was in march of that year Maybe February, maybe of the next year, excuse me, since we started in November. And, yeah, since then, uh, I I haven't even looked up the numbers because the numbers aren't the important thing today. I want to talk more, like, general overview of everything.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm.
1: since then, you know, we've bought and sold probably in the vicinity of 60 properties. And we've generated... Up to this point, and most of this just came within the last calendar, well, in the last year and maybe four months or something. So, within about a year and a half, we didn't really create any passive cash flow from it uh, in the first year plus. Um, But then since then, we've built up about $4,000 of passive cash flow from it which we also have a financial partner with right now who siphons off some of that, but that's fine. I don't know. I don't want to use siphon as a bad word there, but
0: yeah, sounds a little negative. It
1: does. You're right. Who is helping us leeches generate. <laughs> yeah. No, that's better. You're right. <laughs> um, confiscates. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the land business is kind of chugging along at this point and we, We'll go more into that later, but I don't know. This episode might be kind of all over the place because I'm trying to think of everything that's happened since we started.
0: That's going to get a lot harder and harder to do the longer we do this, by the way.
1: True. True.
0: I guess I don't really know what...
1: What's the point of all this?
0: What's the point? (laughs) Exactly. No.
1: No, I just... I want to take like...
0: Well, that's like a good snapshot. Like, I, th- you know, going from, you know, kind of like day one almost and first property to now cash flowing business. Right. Where we are. Okay. So, yeah. So that is good. Good. Yeah. Okay.
1: And yeah. so during that time, when we started business, I worked at the post office. And since then, I got to the point where I was confident, confident enough in the business that I quit my job. And, and then earlier this year, we fell ill and Mm -hmm. who knows could be i'm not gonna even say it but anyway um it wasn't we were both sick and i didn't have work to miss but you did and Mm -hmm. so not only were you missing work but then we also had some unexpected medical bills and through this whole process we've been using ibc the infinite banking concept Uh, building up cash flow and our dividend paying whole life insurance to help fund the business. And um, as I've mentioned before, last year was our first profitable year in our land business. And I was afraid of what the government was going to confiscate from us for our success and our, in our reserves in our dividend paying whole life insurance. Cash value had dipped to approximately $5,000. And that's what I was, I need. I wanted to keep at least that much in there because I was afraid that's what our taxes were going to be. I was thinking, worst case scenario, how much is the government going to turn the screws on us and steal from us? And I thought, you know, $5,000, worst case scenario. So I had to save that in there. And, and then so this year so far, well, where I was going with that is that because you miss time at work, We didn't get as much income that month, and we had unexpected bills to pay, and I didn't want to delve into our life insurance policy. I took a side gig job working delivering pizzas for Pizza Hut to help pay the bills. And this year, this entire, since uh, January, we have not taken any more policy loans, and we have steadily paid them back, and we have built, Our um, cash value back up to over $16,000 at this point. So that's pretty significant. Yeah. In
0: less than a calendar year, and like we're where we thought we were probably going to be. Right. With like what you're saying with taxes and.
1: Right. So, and we've done that with our monthly premium payment of $950, and then occasional little toss in some extra money. I do, I pay an extra $100 a month on the loans just to make sure that the in, uh, the interest doesn't outgain, So it never grows year over year, basically. And, and then throwing in a few extra dollars here and there. I think we've paid this entire year a little, uh, we've paid a little less than $3,000 towards our loan. So which means it's grown $11,000, which is great because that means it's growing by itself just by our premium payment at this point. Pretty pretty substantially, so that's nice. And then, so and and so we're doing that with our our cash value and our dividend paying whole life insurance policies grew by eleven thousand dollars this year by us making those payments, which I said, uh, which is based off of our income, which was our land business. You have started Arbon, mm-hmm. which I. I want you to talk more okay. about in a minute. Okay. And then your full time job, which brings in approximately a little over three hundred, maybe let's say three hundred twenty dollars a week. And then my job working at Pizza Hut has gotten us maybe approximately since I started in March, I'd say about nine hundred dollars a month on average. So that's in our in our land business, which I said has fluctuated in monthly income between probably two thousand and three thousand dollars this year so it's actually the bulk of our income or close to it so i don't know any thoughts about any of that stuff i just said it was kind no. of <laughs> meandering <laughs>
0: yeah i know <laughs> no
1: but so well so tell us about where you are with your journey and mm-hmm. Arbon and etc what you're okay. in You could throw wandering rosebuds in there, too.
0: Yeah. So, well, I'm trying to think back when, if we're starting, like, a timeline. November 2017, I believe I was working in an economic development Mm -hmm. job. Well, I was an administrative assistant for an economic development company.
1: A bit more of a soul-crushing job? Yes. Okay.
0: One hundred percent. Uh, <laughs> great people, like, really. I mean, they were super good people. Just, like, it wasn't my atmosphere. Anyway. And and there was no... Just didn't seem like there was room for, like, growth because it was a smaller company. And, not, well, I mean, not saying, like, bigger companies. You're automatically assumed that. But, like, when it's a smaller office, there's just not a lot of...
1: So I never n- knew... Was No Room for Growth a big consideration for you? Because I don't remember that being a part of it.
0: Yeah, because ultimately when I was there, I wanted to move up from being the administrative assistant, which I kind of did, but they never changed my title. And like, Mm. I didn't. Like, I guess so I, I forgot I no you were an longer, administrative
1: assistant there.
0: Yeah. So I was originally that. And then like we hired someone else to be at the front desk. Yeah. At, oh, like, yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. Right? I remember that. Mm-hmm. So um, and that for me, I wanted to like evolve into something that was more maybe like events, like our meetings, specializing in that and like just in growing out of that role. But it kind of for being there for like two years, it And feeling like I was always promised that. Like, not that I don't wanna make it it sound like it felt, yeah, it felt like a a dead end job. And it's not even by fault of like their own or my own. Like, sometimes a company, like, if they don't have a need for that, they're not gonna always like just create because, create something because their employee wants it. So I think I started to realize that too, where it was like, I wanted this. Or the other thing that happened there. Well, what
1: had also happened, too, like your previous job, they created a new position for you. And this job they created for you, more or less, because it wasn't just administrative assistant. It was like some twist on it. Right. I thought you had at uh, when you worked at Indiana Tech, you interviewed for one job and they created a new job for you. And I thought the same thing happened with.
0: No. No? Well, when I started working for the Chamber of Commerce, it kind of was. Oh, maybe that's, that Was it? that came towards the end and also why I qu- wanted to quit. <laughs> oh, okay. I came in... No, I was interviewing for administrative assistant and that's what I got.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry so to interrupt. Stop
0: throwing off and like when... Now I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> so, what started happening in the administrative position, I was... There'd be, like, projects that would come up or, like, little opportunities. Not full on, like, oh, you'll become this new position. But then I might get, like, I'll show interest and then get passed on, passed over Mm -hmm. for it. So, that happened enough times, too. And, like, and then they'd be, like, oh, well, we thought of you for this. And... It's almost posed as a, like, I had a choice, like, I didn't have to, but, like, not really. Like, I didn't have a choice. Oh. Like, so when, yeah. when like, what you're talking about, this is not going to make sense to any of our listeners. <laughs> anyway, but so the point is, yeah, it, was, it felt really like a dead-end job where it was, like, under the guise of, like, it could eventually become something that I wanted but like I had seen enough people who were there for a long time that that didn't happen gotcha and anyway and it just wasn't the place for me it just wasn't so
1: do you even want to talk about your next job
0: (laughs) well my next job was barely even it was like a blip in time like because it was like two months I so I went from that job to another job which I ultimately lost which was very, it was also very weird to me because, well, I won't get into it. But, like, it was almost just like a summer job, that bear leaving. It's not even on my, it won't be on my resume because it was so short. and. Right. There.
1: Well, plus, it didn't end <laughs> well. Right. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. But also, it's not like I was there for a long time. Like. Right. Even, like, there'd be no point, like... It was like a temporary job that I had. Yeah. Well ultimately. my my
1: my pizza delivery job isn't going on any resume, but also right. the point of what we're doing is to never have to have a resume again. So
0: Right, exactly. So so then I did like retail stuff. Oh, and then I totally forgot, like it would have been in twenty eighteen that I created Wandering Rosebuds, the boutique. With my sister, Kirsten Elizabeth. (laughs) So that has just kind of been a steady time suck. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Your real real feelings about it. Um, (laughs) And then it hasn't made us rich yet. No. Nope. So then now, fast forward to 2020. Well
1: you also started a new job
0: Yeah I started a new job So when I I took retail jobs Because we just needed money <laughs> And mm-hmm. you know yep. like you just You gotta do what you gotta do Debt And it, it helped It did it helped Us get through the holidays <laughs> Actually mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. Um, And then I got a nice low paying job At oh, it, it is a really great like job Um
1: I mean, it's approximately, I'd say, 50 to 60% of what you made at your more soul crushing jobs.
0: Yeah. But it's less soul crushing. So it's a right. trade off. So then I've been doing that now for going on two years. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: crushes the soul a little more slowly.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's really not a. I took the job because she promised me a good, flexible, Work environment like flexible as far as she knew about that I had MS and that you know if I needed time and it it, they proved they've proven that when I was sick earlier this Mm -hmm. year they have been like totally good to their word on like supporting me when I've needed to take time off and all of that so like I, I started the job because that's kind of what she promised was like you know I can't promise you high pay but I can promise you an awesome work environment and that has totally been true. Um, right. and it's not a place where you go and you work up the ladder or anything. <laughs> right.
1: In fact, your sister worked down the ladder. <laughs> yeah. My sister worked
0: down the ladder. So, but that's just cause you know, for her, she wanted, she started as a full-time customer service rep, but ultimately just wanted to be part-time. Like when she started, that's what she was interviewing for. Because
1: what full-time worker wouldn't want to be part-time if they had the choice.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly so and she can afford to do that she's in a place where she can do that so you know more props to her she's I guess. rich no okay. she's not she um, lives with her parents <laughs> <laughs> well anyway it's it's working out for her and so i'm happy for that but yeah um no that was
1: i'm not that's not a dig at all I'm, okay I'm just joshing around
0: yeah so then this year as i don't know it it was just a weird thing like i can't even remember it I've probably talked about this on the podcast, but like I was watching, I got invited to a virtual event because, so with a lot of network marketing companies, they, they do in-person events. That's like the thing Mm -hmm. most of the time. And then when quarantine was a thing and people weren't getting together, virtual, like through Facebook and Zoom started to be the way that they could had to make money because mm-hmm. no one was having events at their houses or like get togethers no one was getting together and I had heard about Arbon like a dozen years ago <laughs> something crazy like and I always really loved the products and I mean, I wouldn't say avidly use them, but like whatever I had, I absolutely loved. And I just never thought of it. It was not on my radar as a thing to do. Mm -hmm. And but then when I was like sitting on my couch watching on my phone and hearing this lady's story, all of a sudden it was like being handed to me on a silver platter that this was like it like clicked in my mind how this could be great. Well, and I feel like it's clicked it clicked on one level and then it's clicked again on another level. So the first level Double click. It double clicked like the mouse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: double click to enter the matrix.
0: Yeah. So really like So you're I fucking doing up. it now. I'm yeah. So the first click was like, okay, like this person is successful at this. So like mm-hmm. if I'm gonna sign up and get like a good discount and make side cash like now's the time because this lady knows what she's doing because she does it full time fuck yeah so then
1: and in in our area
0: yeah yeah so then when i started doing the do and like working the plan a little to try and make some extra scratch i started just delving deeper and deeper into the business plan and the people and like totally fell in love with it. Like I drank the punch, mm-hmm. Sinara Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I'm, and I I haven't talked about this, but they um, through like their support and like coaching and training, I was able to earn the opportunity to do a retreat at this beautiful house in Knoxville, Tennessee.
1: How much? How much? Like weekly since you started. With Gretchen, your main coach.
0: My upline, you can say it. Sure. <laughs> and and and
1: also throw... Marcy. Marcy in there. Yeah. How much have you paid for coaching? Well, how, how much per week on average, like hourly? How many hours per week have you gotten coaching, would you say on average?
0: Oh, well, okay. So do I count the calls that I'm on too? Like, yeah, that's let's count, count that. Okay, well, so... So it depends if we have an event where we're like going to her house that would add like easily one to two extra hours onto this so it'd be like two to four or five hours maybe like if two, there's if two we to do five a hours. joint, if we're like together because like at Marcy's house which I can mm-hmm. always consider kind of like coaching experience yeah. You know like sometimes i'm Even there if for it's a long time by osmosis or yeah, whatever right yeah so that might add on where like some some weeks i don't have that and so then it might be just like two hours
1: but so you get like two to five hours a week coaching and that's been for how long
0: well since may end since of may.
1: may how much has that co- co- coaching cost nothing so far nothing no. and how much did your uh trip cost
0: it was fifty dollars fifty dollars it was a fifty dollar for an amazing weekend like yeah because so you probably got more is, than fifty dollars and oh products in product and, yeah yeah easily yeah oh my gosh and that's not why i mean it's not like i don't look at it as i'm paying for the gifts i'm getting there i'm looking at it as like you're investing you, in yourself totally and if it was free like I don't know, like any other field that I've been in, you pay to go to a conference or to a like.
1: Right, exactly. Like,
0: there's always a fee. Right. Like when I was in higher ed, that's we kind went of to what I'm getting at. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. You and but they were probably more money actually. Right. They were like fifty bucks for like, uh, what was it? A Thursday, Friday, so three nights. Mm-hmm. All well, the food, like I did.
1: So if you contrast it with. My business, the land business, tickets to the Land Geek Conference cost uh, $500, I think, per person. I might be able to get a discount because they kind of know me. But on top of that, you have to do your own airfare and lodging. Yep. And if I'm going to get coaching, uh, coaching has gone up quite a bit since I entered the yeah. land business. I believe it's in the vicinity of $50,000 for... I don't even know how long, uh, let's six weeks, let's say, or something like that. So to me, that stands out quite a bit that you yeah. get unlimited free coaching because your success also reflects on the people coaching you. So that's kind right. of a the difference in in the business model, which is really cool.
0: Right, and they stand to benefit from it, which I'm okay with. I think some people, when they think it's like a pyramid scheme or something stupid like that. Um, (laughs) which is illegal those don't exist right part of me like I feel like I've met and just like been I'm so invested in these women that like why wouldn't I want to help them too right also and why wouldn't and they want to help me to succeed so that other people there's more success stories out there even right like why why wouldn't they it it all makes such almost like perfect sense compared to other like
1: corporate jobs
0: that I'm like do you remember, I, I wish I had known the logic about this years and years ago. Like, do you remember
1: talking about the pyramid scheme thing? Like hmm. how corporate jobs are the real pyramid scheme?
0: Oh, n- not on here though, right? No, just, we haven't. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: But like, so, okay, the, the, the idea of the pyramid scheme is the higher up you are, the more money you make. And just think about that for a second. Like, where does that actually happen? It's in corporations. Like, the person who or, owns a corporation makes the most money without exception the next person down is going to be your ceo and then your cfo and then your president and your vice president and those people all are definitely going to make the most money until you get all the way down to yeah, the to worker your or your that's... your office administrator or whatever and they're going to be the ones making minimum wage so it's it's like a hard fast rule that the higher up in the company you are the more money you make whereas with our bond for instance you have the opportunity and actually the goal to out-earn the person who's directly above you, right. quote unquote, Who above you. you. Your upline. Yep. Right. So, like,
0: and you can,
1: and they want and it's you possible. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it benefits them for you to make yep. more money than them.
0: Yep.
1: So, the the business model is for the more successful the people who are quote unquote underneath you or below you or whatever you however you want to say it the more successful they are the more successful you are and for them to exceed you is a good thing Mm -hmm. which would never happen in a corporate situation
0: so i'm totally like so yeah the 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 it was the the second click was definitely the retreat like
1: which just and, happened, right?
0: Yeah. So they didn't pay for people. Some people were far enough away that they had to fly in, and that was on their own dime. So I'll preface okay. that it's not sure. like the, But the lodging but the fee for like being there, room and board you know, was free. Yeah, or that you know, that fifty dollars part of whatever, all wrapped in because it was like thirty to thirty-five of us in um, a national vice president's home opened up her beautiful home to us, like provided. Oh my gosh! So much food, so much—it was amazing. It really was nothing short of amazing. So that was like the second click, where it was like, "I am where I need to be <laughs> right now." Yeah. Um, and anyway, so yes, I mean, how long is this? Okay, no, we haven't been talking that long. It was like, are you Joe Biden? No, <laughs> not. But yeah, so back from going from. You know, November 2017 to now. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely there's a lot of this change. I know this is like this is
1: this yeah. this is why this is a hard episode because yeah. it's actually like 20 topics. It is,
0: <laughs> but and a lot changed in just like a few months for me personally because Arvin just came all yeah, on the scene yeah yeah.
1: So here, let's do it super like as succinct as possible. So for okay. me. Kay. let's do a me you us okay so for me it's been i worked at the post office 2017 late in the year started the land business in may of last year i quit my job because the land business was bringing out in enough money and then in march of this year i started working for pizza hut continuing my land business there's i also started on so i have to throw this in there i also started buying and selling um sports cards on Uh, ebay that's that's my new hobby slash side hustle so i started buying and selling cards on on ebay for profit so i buy at one price and sell at another price that is higher that's the only thing you need to know really
0: (laughs) (laughs) right yeah so i
1: started doing that last year at my birthday so then yeah, in March I started working for Pizza Hut and then last night this is I guess this is an announcement because I just quit my job again.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: Last night was my last night at Pizza Hut. Yeah. So that happened. And the land business is still earning way more than I was earning at Pizza Hut. That's my story. So do All you right. wanna do your yep. quick and yep.
0: so dirty version? My So November twenty seventeen, working as an administrative assistant for an economic development company, which was incredibly soul crushing. And then decided to get out of there with a job that
1: I forget, did you did you quit outright and then find a job, or did you find a job and then quit? I
0: got the job. Okay. It was for an events company, which I thought was gonna be more my style. And then that only lasted two months. So then I had to quickly well, so I went, I don't know, over a month without a job. Or so it was really hard and then decided Because
1: you did not choose to leave.
0: I right. Mean, right. I did yeah. not choose to leave that job. I was let go and fired. Um, yeah. And so then just out of necessity knew I could get retail work because of the holidays. It was we were coming up on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So this was probably October time and prior to that I had my boutique where we were doing pop-ups here and there not super profitable but but yeah so was doing the retail thing knew I was not going to be doing that forever just because I I do love retail except for the hours are so hard and it's not very it's flexible eh. (laughs) in that it's not regular office hours but it's it's very um like if you you can make good money if you're higher up in retail which is what i was maybe borderline considering but anyway so yeah you were looking at
1: like assistant manager yeah kind of thing
0: right um but then just because of how hard it can be i think it can just take its toll on me year after year if i were to do it so Found United Art and Education, where I'm at now. And then in May of this year, started Arbon.
1: And then there's a third thing to consider, which is our inf- infinite banking concept, dividend paying, whole life insurance. Mm-hmm. So during that time, during that same time span, in May of 2000. 17 we started our first IBC account our first dividend paying whole life insurance plan and then in september we started our second which uh eclipsed our first and we front loaded both of them with about five thousand dollars each and made the monthly payment about 400 for the first one and 450 for the second one not about exactly that to start building up our usable or not usable but so anyway we, we were trying to build up our cash value so we could collateralize it to collateralize it current card- cur- in a minute curbital um what so we we had those two set up before we started mailing and that is what we used to build our land business and throughout that course of time you can go back and listen to our episode uh episode we did a few a few back that's all about our IBC policy but we used that money to start our business to buy the land and we had been using that up until the point where we had gotten in November of 2019 we gotten to the point where we only had about five thousand dollars left in there and I wanted to keep that for Texas so, and therefore that's when we found a financial partner to start working with who we've been working with since um and then so that has allowed us this year to build up our uh, reserves again to be able to start putting back into our business which is where we are now which is a whole other episode that we need to do which is a strategy of like your cash value and your IBC when you need to put in when you need to take out because now we're at the point where we've got enough for foreseeable since we don't own a house uh, which we view as a good thing at this point um, we don't have to worry about leaving enough in there for a roof or a furnace or anything like that right now we have two cars that could drop dead at any point um, so we need to have enough money in there to replace cars And towards the end of the year, we'll have to have enough money in there to pay taxes um, because that's what we're going to use our account for, our IBC account for. But anything over and above that, we should, for our financial strategy, be putting into income producing assets. And that's why I've started putting more money into like I said, sports cards that I'm buying on eBay. And we started doing our own mailings again for the first time in a long time for the land business, not just with my partner, um, because now we have excess money in there. And the best thing we can do with that is buy income producing assets. Anywhere we can put a dollar that's in there that's gonna make us a dollar fifty or more, that's where that money should go. Mm-hmm. So maybe that should be our next episode yeah. is, is expounding on that idea yeah our IBC strategy that's Makes where sense. we are now yeah that's that's, that's where sense. how far we've come since we started our business and since we started the podcast and anything else
0: no I mean I'm just looking forward to quitting my job hell yeah <laughs> you've gotten to do it like twice I know <laughs>
1: <laughs> what <laughs> well, about me you
0: know, no, soon it's fine. soon yeah, baby it'll be soon
1: But, yeah, I mean, so, as you can see, we're not in a get-rich-quick scheme or anything like that. That's not what we're trying to sell. It's not what we were ever trying to do. Just trying to slog it out, slowly over time replace our incomes, and Mm -hmm. that's what we have so far been pretty Mm -hmm. successful at doing and will continue to do. And soon we'll be – once we don't have jobs, then we'll be mobile, be able to live wherever we want. And, I mean –
0: yeah the goal has always been to build s- consistent steady income
1: right and sustainably i think also in the next episode we should all s- talk about how ibc will become that at some point in our life yeah so
0: maybe we should just leave it there
1: all right cliffhanger all right love you guys peace out thanks for listening Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencaniquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends
0: about us.
1: Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only. Rubber baby buggy bumpers rubber
0: baby buggy bumpers oh. whoa is <laughs> that
1: you ready for this shit